Welcome to the Hospital Finance Podcast, your go-to source for information and insights that can help you stay ahead of the challenges impacting healthcare finance. And now, the host of the Hospital Finance Podcast, Michael Passanate. Hi, this is Mike Passanate, and welcome back to the award-winning Hospital Finance Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Deborah Fisher, Chief Operating Officer at NAVCARE, who will share her thoughts on how hospital revenue can be increased through the use of remote patient monitoring. Deborah has worked as a nurse in a variety of settings, including inpatient, home health, and hospice. She is now in operational leadership at NAVCARE. Deborah, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mike, and thank you for having me. Why don't you start out by telling us a bit about NAVCARE and what you do there? Okay. So NAVCARE actually is a care management company. We really evolved out of a home health company, home health hospice and private duty, that post-acute care space is what we were in prior to that. We sold off a little bit of our business and then really moved into the care management space right around the same time that CMS was releasing those chronic care management codes. And so we really have been and still continue to be a post-acute care company. And what I do here is I am the operations manager um, for NAVCARE, really helping to see, as it is a clinical product, really helping to see that we are managing and helping our providers manage their patients um, who either have had an acute care illness or are chronically ill and dealing with some of those chronic illnesses. And Deborah, when we talk about remote patient monitoring, practically, what does that mean and how does it work? Okay, so in 20, actually in late 2018, CMS unbundled a um, code which allowed providers to bill for remote patient monitoring. And as they described remote patient monitoring, really what it is is looking at digital technology, collecting data from a patient, and then transmitting that data electronically, obviously securely as well, to a provider in a different location. So really taking the, the benefits of using technology to get better insight on patients and what they're doing. Um, and so in 2018-2019, Medicare released um, some codes that allowed primary care providers and especially providers to begin billing for remote patient monitoring. So in 2018, they released a few codes. 2019, they released some additional codes. And then in 2020, they've even enhanced more to give us more options for um, not only for primary care providers, but for specialty providers as well, to bill for these remote patient monitoring activities. Deborah, COVID-19 has put financial hardships on physicians, physician groups, and hospitals nationwide as utilization has dropped significantly. How can using remote patient monitoring for the chronically ill in the patient population increase revenue? Yeah, I think um, we're all, I think, kind of still swirling a little bit with this COVID-19, trying to figure out who we are, what we're doing. But I think one of the pieces of remote patient monitoring that has really come to the forefront is the ability to stay connected with patients. So I think when we think about remote patient monitoring, um, you know, prior to COVID, I think it was, yeah, that may be a nice to do, um, but now post-COVID, it is truly almost a necessity. It really helps those providers keep a, an eyes um, point on what's going on with those patients, really getting insight into those patients, especially as you think about most providers, 
you know, as we're thinking about COVID and we're sheltering in place and you're not going to your providers more often, but yet and still these patients are still dealing with chronic illness like diabetes, heart failure. And so how do we still keep our eyes on what's going on with those patients without necessarily bringing them into the four walls and exposing them? Well, there, there's an opportunity for remote patient monitoring. So I think that's one excellent opportunity for remote patient monitoring. I think the other, when we think about revenue and the loss of revenue, again, as providers are really kind of keeping those pa patients away from the office, sheltering them in ho at home, that means that they're not coming into the office. That means that I'm not getting revenue um, because of those visits. And I think with remote patient monitoring, it allows you to get that non-face-to-face -face revenue um, and really helping to like I said before, not only keep an eye on what's going on with that patient, but now here's an opportunity for me still to get some kind of payment, some kind of revenue from those patients as well. So I think it's twofold in, in that piece of it. Most COVID-19 deaths have been attributed to the elderly. What role does remote patient monitoring play in keeping those seniors safe? Well, I think what we've seen in our industry um, over the last several months is definitely a rise in interest in remote patient monitoring from several different um, vendors, even folks that we hadn't really thought about remote patient monitoring. But again, as we think about these seniors being isolated in their homes, remote patient monitoring gives you visibility into what's going on in that senior's home. Um, and even as we think about our facilities as well, we have a hospice that we have on service right now. Um, and for them, their hospice nurses have been used to going into facilities. Now with COVID, not only are they not allowed to come in the facilities, but neither are those patients' family members um, as well. And so again, having that remote patient monitoring gives you an insight into what's going on. We can deposit that equipment um, to that patient, but that patient will take those vitals on a daily basis those providers are getting those, those daily data points and able to make decisions on that patient. And so I know one of the things that um, came out of um, a New York study was that um, oxygen saturation, that was one key indicator of um, a decline in, in status for a lot of our elderly patients, especially those who have either been exposed to COVID or may have um, been dealing with COVID. With the remote patient monitoring, you can give that, that patient a pulse ox, which monitors that O2 saturation, and then you can trend that and you can see if there's a decline going on and then have an interaction or intervention to um, improve the health of that patient. I think with remote patient monitoring, really that has been in terms of not only am I getting data, but now I can act on that data in a lot more timely fashion. I don't have to rely on that patient to con that information to me. I'm seeing that on a daily basis coming in and coming over. Also with the remote patient monitoring, which I think um, is beneficial for our seniors, is helping them stay engaged in um, a part of their health and their activity and not so isolated. One of the things that we've seen as we're doing more of the telephonic outreach um, on these patients with remote patient monitoring, we hear from the patients a lot. Um, we hear and we see depression we see the sense of isolation. And with this remote patient monitor, it allows us to keep connected with that patient, to engage them in their health on a daily basis. We also send them messages 
through the remote patient monitoring device um, just as a check-in. We also send what we call a terrific Tuesday message out to them um, where we're just giving them a health tip. And so it's keeping them engaged and involved so they don't feel isolated um, and also helping them just to manage those chronic conditions as we think about they're not seeing their physician as often. So how do we make sure we stay in, in contact with them? And so I think as we look at our elderly population and we think about the impact that COVID has made, truly the isolation piece of it, and I would say also monitoring those vitals on a day-by-day -day basis and providing timely interventions that can really alter and change and improve their health outcomes. Can you talk about the impact of Medicare's reimbursement of remote patient monitoring from the perspective of patients, caregivers, and providers? Sure. Um, well, I'm really excited to see that Medicare really has um, provided a lot of support to our primary care providers um, on the remote patient monitoring piece. Like I mentioned before, in 2018, they unbundled um, a CPT code, which allowed the providers to bill for remote patient monitoring, but it was some restrictions around there and some challenges around there. In 2019, when they um, released additional codes, it really, really helped support the um, the primary care providers. They released three additional codes in 2019. Still some, um, I would say, some reservations with um, those codes and the primary care providers using them because one of the issues with that was that it required direct supervision, which really put a lot of um, I would say taxed a lot of your primary care providers and specialty providers to make sure that those um, services were provided by someone inside of their office. Well, the beauty of it in 2020, when Medicare released the, uh, the regulations for the physician fee schedule, they opened it up to say that now, not only did we add additional code, but it also allowed um, those codes to be in the care and services to be provided by general supervision, which allows a third party company like ourselves to come in and support those primary care, care providers. So I think Medicare is really seeing not only the evolution of um, the benefits of remote patient monitoring, but they're putting dollars behind it because they know at the end of the day, it's a tasking job for a primary care provider to wrap their arms around the large populations that many of them have. Some primary care providers have you know, 1,500 to 2,000 patients on, on their panel. It's hard to keep your pulse on what's going on with each of those, especially those who are dealing with those chronic conditions. Well, Medicare really has, I, I would say, stepped up and helped to support those primary care providers by giving them resources and giving them reimbursement opportunities to gain, not only gain information, but also be paid for, for that as well. So I think from that perspective, it's been great for our providers. I think when you think about um, patients and caregivers, um, I had one, one patient, I have to share a story, um, who we put on the remote patient monitoring system. And his first comment was, I feel a sense of peace and relief that somebody's watching these on a day-by-day -day basis. Because you think about many patients, they may take um, their blood pressure, they may take their blood sugar, but knowing that those numbers mean one thing, knowing that someone clinically every day is looking at those numbers and following the trends of those numbers is something different. And it gives them a sense of peace of mind to know that I take my vitals and I send it in um, 
via this Bluetooth connectivity. I don't have to do too much. I send that in and lo and behold, if it's outside of those parameters, someone's gonna call and follow up with me. That's where that sense of peace I think comes for, from the patient as well as those um, family members as well. Because oftentimes, again, we're, we're thinking about in this COVID world, which we're adapting to now, you know, many of our um, seniors are confined or isolated. Now family members have an opportunity to at least know that if they're on remote patient monitoring, someone's monitoring those vitals. And with our particular system, we do have an app that allows that um, loved one actually to see those vitals as well. So they know what's going on with their, their, um, their loved one. So I think there's a lot of benefits around um, the whole remote patient monitoring, not only from a Medicare standpoint, but also from the caregiver standpoint as well. Now, how can a healthcare organization get started with a remote patient monitoring program? I think um, a couple things with that. One is um, really looking at the technology um, component of it. Um, I would say that ease of use is probably the, the key driver in selecting your RPM provider. Um, I think the other piece of it is, is deciding if that facility or that healthcare organization can manage this on their own, or do they need support from an outside vendor like ourselves? And I think that's where a couple questions that they need to ask themselves. Do they have the bandwidth to not only um, get the equipment, manage the equipment, but also manage and monitor those daily insights or vitals that are coming in. So those are a couple of things I would say that healthcare organizations really need to think about as they're thinking about um, starting a remote patient monitoring um, program. I think the other piece is what population do you want to monitor? Where do you feel like there's the biggest benefit? I know we recently um, worked with an organization um, who has a lot of cardiac patients and we are seeing some positive trends in terms of decreasing rehospitalization for that population. And so I, I would suggest that a healthcare organization really think about where do they feel like they have the biggest opportunity? Where do they feel like they would need to have a little more closely monitoring and managing of patients? I think those are two key things. Deborah, if someone wanted to learn more about NavCare, where can they go? We are located on um, www.navcare.com. And again, we provide really the full gamut of remote patient monitoring services. Not only do we have the equipment piece of it, but we also back that with a um, clinical care team that provides services 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, we're excited that our product that we use is very simplistic. Um, it's really truly a plug and play. Um, and we are really a turnkey operation. So if someone is interested, um, they can certainly seek us out on the website, navcare.com, and we would be more than happy to do a demo and show them the equipment as well. Deborah Fisher, thank you so much for stopping by the podcast today and sharing your thoughts on the future of remote patient monitoring. Thank you so much for inviting me, and I um, enjoyed your couple of podcasts that I've listened to, so thank you for allowing me to participate. If you have a topic that you'd like us to discuss on the Hospital Finance Podcast, or if you'd like to be a guest, drop us a line at update at 
This concludes today's episode of the Hospital Finance Podcast. For show notes and additional resources to help you protect and enhance revenue at your hospital, visit Bessler.com forward slash podcasts. The Hospital Finance Podcast is a production of Bessler. Smart about revenue, tenacious about results.